Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is August fourteenth. <laughs> <we're... laughs> Every, everyone that comes in contact with Jeremy Lambert changes. Oh God! Sorry if I blew out anyone's speakers. I mean, this <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> we're here to talk smackdown by the way here we are um i gotta run through the plugs leave a thumbs up subscribe we are on podcast platforms everywhere the easy thing to do fightfulpods.com you can download the show there you can stream the show there you can watch the show there but leave us a thumbs up subscribe if we are on youtube I, who the hell knows if we're on youtube right now who the who knows they decide oh yeah we're gonna we're going to give you a thousand views for this list and your boy. We're not going to put you in the subscription box. The next thing you know, we got a random SmackDown episode dropping 11K. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. I just know that you all should leave a thumbs up. You should subscribe. And if you're watching live, donate a super chat, any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. Hot diggity dog. Uh, you were on with Denise yesterday. I was on Wrestle Talk with Denise Wednesday on Quizzlemania. I don't usually plug outside shows, especially those dorks at Wrestle Talk. But if you hashtag FTF on literally everything they post and then hashtag FTF and Super Chat their SummerSlam show, they are going to have to change their slogan to fuck that fuck. It's Y'all going got to be... fucked that fucked on Quizzlemania, from what we, I saw. We did, and I, <laughs> I saw somebody, they put a comment there like, Sean's really grating, like, screaming all the time, this gimmick. It's, it ain't a gimmick, buddy. We keep getting screwed. The team that we were given was the Acolytes. Denise asked a question that I admittedly didn't think, I was, it, I was like, not one I would ask, but she said, were they both main eventers? And Adam Blampede, I'm not even going to call him Blampied. He's he's Blampede. I'm not even going to say his name right. He said, no, in his British accent. Ron Simmons and JBL were not main eventers. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure they main evented Ron Simmons, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, yeah, JBL, uh-huh. former WWE Champion. Yeah, they yeah, both we, main we evented. Screwed. We got screwed per usual. But legitimately, congratulations to Denise. She is a co-host on their Friday show now. She's worked very hard, and she deserves that, and we're very happy for her. She'll still be there on Mondays on uh, the post-Raw show, but here we go. We got SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown to talk about. Uh, By the way, guys, I got a Jeff Cobb interview that dropped today. I got an FTR interview that dropped today. I guess we got Tamatonga coming as long as he he doesn't come fight you. For that Enzo question. <laughs> he liked my jokes. He liked my jokes. I'm good with, with Tomatonga right now. Lots of laughs in that show. Oh, it's like, here we are. Gotta, gotta get it to it. Gotta get to it. Uh, Retribution shows up right out of the gate. And oh, wait, we got Super Chat, so we don't have to talk about SmackDown yet. <laughs> it won't stay up, says. <laughs> so WWE is TV 14 now. Reason why for the change? Do you think maybe it's this man-on-woman violence? I guess. I mean, I don't know what they did tonight that was any different than what they've been doing outside of Braun dropping Alexa but not dropping her. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what they – it didn't feel like a TV-14 show to me, so I have no idea. By the way, these are completely subjective. Like, this isn't the MPAA or the ESRB that – like sets these ratings. WDB gets to decide whatever the hell they want. Well, and, and the network. So, I mean, that's a little bit weird that they would do that because they could put anything they want on a TV PG show. Like, they're not going to get FCC... Well, they're going to get FCC complaints because of Fox, but if it's like on USA, they're not going to get FCC complaints necessarily because of stuff like that, but they're going to get some SRS complaints tonight. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Anakin JMT says, have a good show, guys. Spent time with my son, so I'll catch SmackDown and the podcast tomorrow. Jeremy, keep rocking it, my man. Hashtag Fightful got screwed. Hashtag FTF. Don't uh, watch SmackDown, Anakin JMT. Just, you can listen it. to our show. Don't watch SmackDown. Do something what? better with your time. Yeah, I hope you decided to listen to our show before SmackDown. That way you can just catch whatever on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got some more Super Chats. Throwback, Keep sending them, everybody. Throwback27 says, have a kick-ass show, guys. Work in the morning. Good to see Abyss on WB now. Makes things fun with Joe, AJ, and him on now. Well, I don't think we're going to see any more out of Abyss than what we saw, but let's go ahead and talk about that because it keeps us from talking about Retribution a little bit. AJ Styles is backstage like scolding the former Abyss, Joseph Park. I love this. I was a big TNA fan. Big time. And their feud was one of the first things that I saw and really loved. And I think that um, I think that, a- that Abyss helped make AJ Styles in TNA, especially because he was a big dude. He was protected pretty heavily early on. And we got to see him out there. Uh, AJ, <laughs> well, first off, your first, in, or your first reactions upon seeing Joseph Park on TV. That was a good use of him. I mean, we know he's a backstage producer, and they, they've done this before with uh, guys like Adam Pierce and uh, Noble and stuff. So get him on TV. It was obviously a nod to their their TNA days. Uh, I don't know who, you know, if Park requested it, if, if AJ requested it, but I thought Park was great. Like, the facial expressions he does in that character is is fantastic. So I love this. Like, like you, 
I grew up uh, watching those TNA days, like him and AJ and the cage. That cage match is one of my favorite matches uh, from TNA. And I think the Impact account actually tweeted that, like, go watch it on Impact Plus. WWE fan Garrett Kidney, I think, uh, tweeted that yes. out. <laughs> like, I, uh, but I, yeah, that was great. Like right now on Fightful Select, we have uh, Louis Dangor and Alex McCarthy reviewing each WWE pay-per-view from 20 years ago. Because it was the month that Louie was born, <laughs> which is wild. I kind of want to go back and watch like 04 to 2009 TNA. Oh, I loved it so much, man. And they were a big part of that. Evan Wright says, wish this show would enter the abyss as if we were so lucky. Dylan Byrne, <laughs> thank you uh, for your super chat if you have a question or statement. Uh, he... Uh, just go ahead and send it in. I see where you'd kind of mentioned that. Paul Smith says, AJ Styles is just the best. All I have to say, he rocked it tonight. He came out with his whiteboard, and it was the phenomenal intercontinental statistics system. Piss. Ha. Get it, Sean. Dude, A get good it. piss joke. I appreciate it. <laughs> and he unveils the list, and it's just him, which I like even more. And I like that Joseph Park is with him. I kind of hope that Joseph Park is sort of like his second, but they can't EC3 this guy. He can talk, Jeremy. Yeah, but they don't They don't need him to talk, though. Like, they're not going to actually push Joseph Park. I mean, they should have pushed EC3. They should have done something with him. Just as uh, the but muscle. Like, yeah. Not the muscle, but the big ass guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he can get over just doing facial expressions, and it, I— I like that AJ has somebody to play off of, um, and Park is does great in that role. I, I think it'd be great if they kept it together. I don't know if they will. I think it would be a good thing if they did, though. So Jeff Hardy comes out, and he's like, man, you know, I wish that we could have had our, had our match at, in the tournament, but I want it now. And Styles says that he respects Jeff Hardy. I'm sure that he says he's sure that a lot of people love to see this match in a WWE ring, and I didn't realize they've not had this match in a WWE ring. They've not had a one-on-one. The last one was July 2013 in TNA. And then Styles says, hell no. <laughs> Jeff Hardy beats him up and signs his name on the board. I like that touch. I kind of wish that that's the way you get an Intercontinental title shot now. You steal his board, you sign it. If you get through Styles, and, and do you remember that old Tough Enough game? Where they had to like go through the Basham brothers to get that little flag off the corner or whatever. It was, right. the, it was the million dollar one. That's it, but with the whiteboard. <laughs> he signs uh, it, and backstage, AJ tries to wipe it off, but it's permanent marker. <laughs> uh, of course, Jeff Hardy would be involved in some more piss segments. That's apparently all yes. they know how to do with this guy. I like, I like that AJ is like analytics, statistics. And, I mean, hey, he put more effort into this than uh, yeah, people are going to be mad at me. The AEW analytics and stuff, you know? I've been promised that for a year. Where's it at? Yeah. And AJ, AJ's analytics are just as good as the analytics that AEW does on Dynamite. I thought AJ was great here. I popped for the... Yeah, we they would... They, everyone does want to see this match. You know what? You're a legend. All right, let... Hell no. Yeah. I <laughs> Big fan great. of AJ's accent. And this was by far the most super chatted thing already. Uh, someone says, was AJ segment a dig at AEW? Maybe like a playful, harmless one, yeah. but I I mean, you know, I like that stuff. Colt Badeau says, AJ just went to SmackDown to hang out with Abyss. I would like <laughs> to think so. 
He's like, get me on the brand with the TNA producers. That's where I want to be. Where's Sanjay? Is he still around? All right, where's Jarrett? Is Jarrett still there? I think he. I think he is. I'm not sure. He's uh, he's still legal battling, man. Oh, he is. That will never end. The line drive says that was probably the most enjoyable SmackDown since the first PC show, in my opinion. Damn, that's bold, buddy. He says primarily thanks to AJ and Abyss being the best thing since the list. I don't disagree that this is one of the best segments yeah. since then, but definitely don't believe that it was one of the best SmackDowns. We've covered two of them that were better than this since you started. Yeah, the this segment was great. The rest of the show was was not good at all. Not good. It wasn't. But more power to him if he enjoyed it. You know, more yeah. power. Yeah, if you enjoy it, sure. I just didn't think so. Uh, Throwback27 said, AJ had a big list. It was a pissa. <laughs> I get it. Joseph Farley says, got high before this show, and it's always such a good idea. Makes literally anything and everything palatable. Yes. Well, fortunately for you guys, you're not going to need to get high to make Magic Spoon palatable. I love it. My favorite cereal. Oh, my God. It's just wonderful, you guys. I've talked about it before. I love it. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of, of being a kid. I had to give it up. You know, too too many carbs, too many calories, too much sugar. Been trying to cut it down. Shut up, Jeremy. I realized I just couldn't eat cereal the way that I used to anymore, and I've said it time and time again. One bowl of Cheerios doesn't get it done for me. It's a giant-ass bowl. Then I go back and refill it. Not with not with Magic Spoon. I get their great variety pack, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And one serving gets me filled up. That's because it's got zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It tastes amazing, and it's too good to be true, but it is true. It's keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, which is very important, low-carb, gluten-free, and GMO-free. Uh, my two go-tos are the cocoa and the frosted. Fruity is emerging. That's the one I, I'm on right now, and I, I love it. I, I tore into my blueberry this morning as well. Very, very good stuff. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a variety pack and try it today. Use our promo code Fightful to get free shipping today. They're so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, if you're a miserable piece of crap who doesn't like delicious cereal, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. I mean, I'll ask you some questions. I'll say, what's your beef? Why are we fighting? Why am I chasing you down the street trying to feed you this stuff and saying, hey, what what gives? What did you do wrong? You put put water on it instead of milk? What's wrong with you? Do you eat cereal with water? No, who doesn't? Exactly. So don't do it, okay? <laughs> Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Like I said, use that code Fightful. Free shipping. Thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hit them up on Twitter at EatMagicSpoon. Say, you know what? Sean threatened to chase me down <laughs> if I don't eat this cereal right. TD Stinger says, after seeing Parks tonight, I suddenly need to see AJ Abyss versus Lockdown 05. Keep Parks on TV. I laughed hard at the permanent marker joke. I I loved it all. And, I mean, I was I was going to like it probably anyway because of the, the integration of Parks. What could they have done to make you not like it? 
I wasn't quite ready to like it at first when AJ yeah. is doing this piss stuff and he's out there with his wife. I was like, this is just dumb like this. Yeah. I, the show had already broken me by this point anyway, so I was just ready to not like it. Uh, they turned it around with uh, the permanent marker stuff and, and then Abyss's facial expressions. I, If they'd gone harder with the piss stuff if they had brought out actual piss again because you know we need more of that then i probably would have hated this segment but they they played the right notes on this one yeah i thought so too uh pass it to dj says love you guys but can't wait to hear alex get sour about this on smackdown tomorrow (laughs) night sour graps don't sleep on that show guys alex has one of the best one-man podcasts in the world he's got such phenomenal analysis and i know a lot of people when we pull them off mondays and at the SmackDown show, they're like, <gasps> he's getting demoted. No, I wanted him to have his own show because he's got plenty to talk about and plenty to rant about. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Check that out, my friends. A one-person show is so difficult, too, and it Alex is. is great at it. It is. Like, Here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize. There's 20, 30-minute shows I do on Select, the Backstage Report, uh, or even the Q&A, which is about an hour. Those take me about twice as long to do because I'm stopping constantly, looking up stuff and making sure that my notes are right. Alex carries it by himself. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Rob Wilkins, our dude, says, we had tornado warnings up here. So I went to look for the damn thing when Seamus Corbin showed up on my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says, for parts to be AJ's heel manager. Oh, well played. I did not read that before it came through. <laughs> oh, man. So, Biggie's supposed to fight John Morrison. He eventually does. But Retribution show up. <laughs> now, WWE say that they've increased security to prevent Retribution. By the way, a group in which they have named, broke the news of, and not <laughs> legal action against within the confines of their program. Retribution has been doing some recruiting these people are big. That or steroids work because these people yes. got much bigger in the span of less than a week. I think Kalisto is running retribution. Right now. <laughs> Jesus, man. So they attack. Miz checks on Morrison, and I'm just sitting there thinking, great. Now just have Big E destroy all these dorks and let's move yeah. on. <laughs> like, uh, but Big E and Morrison are backstage with a bunch of other wrestlers. And, you know, j- just what this needs – they need the dose of King Corbin coming out and saying some <laughs> dumb king shit. I'm a leader. I'm a king. And you should be my royal servants as I lead you to. All the- <sighs> Joseph Farley says, Retribution is a false flag operation. Wake up, sheeple. Oh, <laughs> I would just love that if everybody super chatted me as if they were somebody's aunt or uncle on Facebook. Not <laughs> fact checking anything political that they do. But Big E calls them the Foot Clan, compares them to Rick James. Sheamus gets in Big E's face. I guess that's a feud now, but Retribution tonight. Uh, This is before the main event, so what what do you think about that initial? I don't even remember what happened with the initial thing. They beat beat a bunch of people up. That's it. Yeah, okay, cool. Great job, security. I'm with you. Biggie should have just destroyed all these dudes, and that should actually, you know, what should have happened? I pitched this uh, last week, and they didn't do it. They should have destroyed everything, destroyed the ring, 
and then that's it. Just the show goes off the air. We don't even have SmackDown. We don't need it. I've, I've also pitched they should just blow up the Performance Center. If they're going to Amway Arena next week or whenever it is, blow up the Performance Center. All right? Like, if you're going to do this angle, go completely over the top with it. Right now, there's a bunch of nerds. Yeah, they are. I mean, <laughs> granted, like you said, they got bigger, so that's cool. Oh, Steroids this- work. It's Battle Royal. Okay. So I got <laughs> problems with this. Uh, real problems with this. Apologies. I had to cough and clear my throat for this shit. Sasha and Bailey do introductions and are shocked to see Asuka. I wasn't. This is what we predicted. Carlos Toro with the scoop on this one. Uh-huh. And, uh, whoo boy. So... They they see Asuka. Everybody else runs out. Tribe ran Battle Royal for a SmackDown tag t- or SmackDown title match. This is effectively the uh, eighth, seventh, eighth match in the Riot Squad Iconics feud already. I'm done with it. And you know what else I'm done with? Why do you have refs out there if three people can be illegally eliminated? <laughs> Why is it legal for somebody to slide under the bottom rope and eliminate somebody or eliminate them afterwards? This is dumb. I hate this shit, man. Hate it. This whole battle royal was was terrible. Like, I... Just terrible. It could have been used as an opportunity for, for somebody to at least get a match at SummerSlam. And, like, this really just highlighted that they have, they have no ideas. They're... Yeah. Let's throw all these women into a battle royal for a match. We've got, what, like 15, 18 women total in this segment, including Bailey and Sasha on the outside. Three of them are wrestling at SummerSlam for the four titles that they have. Like, it's just, there's a math problem there. And it's not good. It's not, they, they couldn't heat up anybody for this spot. Just, let's give it to Asuka, even though she's already got a match. Yeah. This sucked. This sucked. Colt Bedeau says, hey, Shotzi and Tegan got time to shine. Same with Bel Air. Bel Air hit actual air on her elimination. Tegan got eliminated by someone who was not in the ring, and Shotzi got punched out by the 50-50 queen, Lacey Evans. I guess cutting hair was more important than a title match to Sonya and Mandy, because they're not even here. Tamina. At least Bianca had a good... Yeah, yeah. Bianca had a good elimination of oh, Tamina, that was, but that was the highlight. It. By the way, yeah. Tamina gassed in three minutes and <laughs> super kicks Nikki Cross out. What? Okay. Lacey Evans tosses out Naomi, so that must continue. <laughs> it just it annoys me so much. Like one of my big pet peeves in battle royals and royal rumbles is people who have been eliminated eliminating people. It's lazy, lazy. It worked. Super lazy. Look, I'm sure it's worked a few times, but the biggest example of it working was Austin and Brett in 96, 97, 97. Yes. But the ref ref legitimately didn't see it then. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, they did it then. The refs were turned because they were looking at, like, Undertaker and and, and Vader. And so, like, it worked there. Brett or Austin comes in, eliminates Brett. It made sense there. And then since then, I just feel like they keep doing it and keep doing it, except like you said, the ref is paying attention and it, it just doesn't matter. So why have the refs out there? Yeah, and I mean, that, that was a series of about three years where WWE just flat out 
we saw their enforcement of rules diminish. 96, Vader came in the ring, threw a bunch of people out after he got eliminated. It wasn't allowed. 97, Austin did it, but the refs didn't see him. By 99, we got Austin and Vince leaving the match for 40 (laughs) minutes, coming back, and then still a cheap finish like that. Also, a spot that I am over is the, oh, they're on the floor, but not not really. They're standing on somebody. Like when Leva did it with those fucking books in the Battle Royal last year, I hated it. I loved the Kofi spots for a long time. You can still do them, but come on, man. Like, you don't need it in this instance. Like, you just don't. Save it for the Rumble stuff. You don't need to do it in some throwaway SmackDown Battle Royal. Like, the Otis-Mandy spot? Amazing stuff. Yeah. Like, that was that was brilliant. That was a great pop. All that. <sighs> Evan Wright says, Really like Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka, but you're, you're right. You couldn't build up somebody new with this win. The illegal elim- elimination sucked real bad. Yes. They sure did. That just drove me nuts. I, I yeah. It's just cool. let just let Tegan win. Get let NXT get some shine on SummerSlam. Treat it like a third brand, like it sometimes is, but really isn't. Like do do something there. I we just saw Asuka and Bailey on on Raw. Did we not? Like we just yeah. saw it. I feel like I've seen Asuka versus Bailey or Asuka versus Sasha Banks a hundred times. In the past month. And, and now they want me to be excited for SummerSlam. And I like I like all three of these women. I don't care about either look, of these matches. Looking for all those Asuka fans who were mad at Charlotte a few months ago. <laughs> looking for you uh, guys. Where, where are you? Cyclops is better than Wolverine says Bianca's spot was cool. Everything else was yikes. I agree. That was one of the best eliminations I've seen just period. Just period. Yeah. That was That was awesome. Hannah Moore says, Dana was dumb. Don't go back until the last person is eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And then Bian- uh, she says, Bianca got put over by Bailey begging people to eliminate her. That was a good touch. And I think Bailey's one of those people that's smart enough to know that that's going to help somebody when they're not going to win. Maybe, yes. But are they going to follow up with anything on no. that? That's the issue. Is like, yeah, Bailey can do all this stuff, but... Is it actually going to be followed up on it and lead to something? And probably not. Like, good on Bailey for trying it. Just no faith otherwise. The bad one, Ryan B. Bad, says, Shayna should have won in order for uh, her to win the SmackDown title and move over to SmackDown. That would have been a great move. That would have been a good way to get her over there. But really, honestly, I think the person who should lose is Sasha because there's story there to her not ever defending that title successfully. But I do agree Shayna and really any other established in-ring veteran should be moving over there. They need a couple of them over on SmackDown. That way they can have matches with Lacey and Naomi and people like that. Uh, We also have Hannah Moore saying, Jeremy about to get a call from WDB because he's telling people to blow up the Performance Center. (laughs) I told the story on uh, Listing Your Boy. Did you? About the call that you you got yeah i don't watch the product so i apologize you don't watch for, the product it's okay i don't watch no. i don't watch the product either but <laughs> yeah we know because denise and i spend 45 minutes talking about taylor swift i watch some, yeah i watch some of it but i'll get to it after this okay this segment. we get a super chat saying are wwe scared to build stars or something why does oscar need to be in both matches is Shayna busy on SummerSlam night can't wait for dc and stipe at least they build 
build starts as we see the third match between DC and Stipe, <laughs> where both might retire <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yes, uh, by the way, guys, subscribe to Fightful MMA on YouTube. Follow Fightful MMA on Twitter. Follow Fight Shack Fight. He has so much good video content up there right now. Uh, UFC 4, EA UFC 4 released today. He did a video, uh, top 10 fighters missing from EA UFC 4. He's doing uh, news updates every couple days called the Fightful Fix. Taking a look at Paige Van Zant moving to bare knuckle fighting. Uh, Luke Rockhold, should he retire? He's got interviews up with several people on this weekend's card. And he has the Fighters Predict uh, video up. You got Gilbert Burns. You got Tito Ortiz. You got a lot of people over there. And his post shows. Check it out. This content is high level. A lot different than what I was doing over there. I couldn't give it the type of the attention it deserves. But tomorrow is going to be fun. Every time we have a pay-per-view, a UFC pay-per-view at Fightful, we get thousands of comments on our comment board. So make sure you guys check it out. Throwback27 says, Oscar winning the Battle Royal was the best choice. Probably the only hot hand they had besides Bailey and Sasha. It's like drafting Gronk on fantasy football. It's the only choice. I disagree because they can make hot hands, especially when they control the crowd. Yeah, it's the only hot hand they have because it's the only person they've put in that position. Yeah. Like They can put literally anybody in that position, and they've just chosen to keep going with the, the same three people throwback 27 check out his show on tuesdays by the way guys i filmed some stuff with him that will be coming up soon he says is the cia going to show up to the performance center since someone <laughs> is going to say blowing since someone is saying blow the performance center up because retribution needed to end and be blown up no salvation there so here's the story and this is not <laughs> me shitting on wwe because i get it <laughs> we ran an article because somebody had posted a thing saying all these kidnappings at full sale, et cetera, et cetera, about retribution and uh, Legato del Fantasma and full sales, honest to God, Twitter <laughs> posted a tweet like, oh, we are very concerned about the safety. So we wrote an article about it because it's funny. It's newsworthy. But WWE hit up Jeremy and well, what did well, they say? Uh, they just said, we need you to remove that. You know, we don't want people Googling full sale and thinking that there are actual kidnappings going yeah. on. And that is why, you know, they don't decide to enroll in full sale. And I was like, okay, like, it's not reality. He's like, no, 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 we understand it's not reality, but, you know, it's a, it's a partnership with full sale. We don't have an issue with it, but we just don't want to upset our partners at full sale. And, like, I get it, but... You, you, I, mean, I mean, you know me. Do. If I get the chance, I'll be like, no, fuck WWE. Yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we, we left a lot of stuff up that they've asked us to remove, but I get it. I do get it there. I understand why. I do understand why they don't want that because I do understand the power of SEO as well. And quite frankly, there's going to be a few weeks where where that's near the top of the Google search. So I understand that. And they don't want people to think that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
they're getting kidnapped there. Um, I saw a Stanford, Connecticut number. I was like, I've made it. I'm leaving. I'm out. Here we go. Getting a call up to the big leagues. I told Joseph about it. Uh, Joe said, all right, do something with Alexa. Make sure she's taken care of. He was very excited for me. And then I told him the real story and he was sad for me. But I thought I was getting the call, Sean. Thought I was going up to the big leagues. Yeah, uh, we have Maurice saying, uh, Sean, I left a super chat about the Battle Royal. I will go track it down, but you need to start leaving those on the actual chat. A lot of people, you leave super chats and then you comment below that or something. We don't see those. Those don't pop out as much. So please, uh, if you have sent a super chat and you want us to read it, please let a mod in our live chat go or, or know. That way they can let us know. But Maurice says, or, oh, that... That was literally, I just got to it. I just answered it, so. <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dog. It was the, the Daniel Cormier one. But, yeah, guys, send those on the chat, that or on the actual chat donation that you send. That helps out a lot. But donate, get your question statement read on the air. Also, uh, if you want to get multiple questions asked every week, I do a Q&A show on FightfulSelect.com. Go over there, subscribe today. I got news on Heat on Velveteen Dream. Updates on Jimmy Havoc, uh, why Jeff Cobb hasn't been back in AEW, WDB reaching out to a New Japan star about bringing him in, news on the AEW crowd, just tons of stuff. Every single day, we got news. Every damn day. Derek Great Davis, thumbnail on the Velveteen Dream post, yeah, by the way. I'm <laughs> proud of that, man. Derek Davis says, friendly reminder, don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. I'm tired of someone rolling under the rope until the last minute. It's every Rumble and Battle Royal. I agree. I, there, there should be like a time limit, so to speak, on there. Get you can DQ them, throw them out, throw them out, eliminate them. Seamus oh, goes up to security and he's like, "Go grab a pint." They're not showing up while I'm here, which kind of minimizes them a little bit. They should have attacked him right then. They should have immediately. So Seamus beats Shorty G, Chad Gable. Wins with white noise and a brogue kick. Gable hit an ankle lock at one point. Like, why should I give a shit about Gable here? They remember they had this match at the Rumble. Do you remember that match? I, I only remembered because they told me on commentary, and that was. Oh, it. I didn't even hear them say that yeah. on commentary. I only remembered because Sheamus did an interview, and he was like, "What was the point of that match at the Rumble? Like, they put it on the pre-show or something. No one was there. No one cared." The, the feud wasn't good. Why did we do that match at the Rumble? So that's how I remembered it, is Sheamus buried his own match. Yep. Uh, and this match was about as important as that Rumble match. Yep, and nothing happened. Uh, th okay, the most noteworthy thing that happened was at the end of the match, Michael Cole goes, Sheamus looks the best and is arguably on the best role he's ever been on. And I'm like, <laughs> he lost by DQ last week. That's why they had this match. Also, he got piss thrown on him recently and lost a bar fight. Doesn't matter. Does doesn't it's what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Sheamus won. He's on a one match winning streak. He'll probably get a title shot now. Man. What's next? Let's see. Grand Metalik. Well, Lucha House Party steal the the tag titles. This is a good match. Grand Metal League against Shinsuke Nakamura. Very good. Inverted exploder hit. And I'm like, this is too good to be true. What, what's going on? And then they do interference, sort of. 
Kaliso is back, and he is jacked. Holy crap, he's yoked, dude. He went away for eight months, and whatever he did during those eight months, uh, worked it worked. Worked out with Zack Ryder, yeah. evidently. <laughs> Jeez. He he was definitely if he's leading retribution, he's giving them the gas or he's getting them working out here. He can transform. He can transform people because this man he definitely looked good. He did. He looked awesome. Kalisto and uh, Lince attack Cesaro. Nakamura gets pinned. <laughs> okay. Babyface three on two advantage. Cool, Gotta man. love it. Cool man. <laughs> Mandy Rose is backstage. Said she's had detractors all of her life. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I was a bikini world champion. <laughs> but what about working three jobs to put myself through school while I did it? Does that sound like I had it handed to me? And I was like, no, how many hours <laughs> per week were each of these jobs? Do you, do you need her, like her pay stubs, her yeah. W-2s on this stuff of how much she pay. worked? And she was getting paid. Yes, I do. Very badly. Are you able to hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Sorry, my mic keeps shorting out. It sucks. She challenges Sonya to a hair versus hair match. And Sonya accepts. Good promo. Except for she says verse and verses in the same sentence, which I thought was funny. <laughs> She's like, it's me versus you. Hair versus hair. And I was like, what? So we're getting hair versus hair. Uh, hair versus hair. Hair versus hair, I think, yeah. I, I'm down for this. I had somebody in WWE say to me, do you think it's a coincidence that Sonya has been talking about going to Hollywood and now they're they're like, ah, maybe we'll <laughs> shave your head. And I was like, that would be a WWE thing to do. Well, they couldn't want her now. She's hideous. She hasn't had Can't wear head. wigs in Hollywood. They don't no one's ever worn a wig. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Herbert. This feud has been good. It, you know, it had a break for a while for yeah. whatever the reasons were, but it, it's been good. I thought Mandy looked like a lost member of MIA with that uh, camo vest on. I don't know what her MIA name would be, but that's what she looked like there. And yeah, the promos were good. Sonya's done good work during this. It should be fine. I, I I thought they already did hair versus hair with Braun Strowman, though. That's what confused me. Speaking of, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are apparently fine, but Alexa doesn't seem like she wants to hang out with Nikki that much. There's a funny video package that was not supposed to be funny about Alexa Bliss getting interviewed and being like, well, I don't know what the future holds about me and Braun romantically. I don't know. <laughs> This was Alexis Hollywood audition, Sean. Forget about Sonya going to Hollywood. Never this say never. <laughs> you never say never in this business. Uh, Jesus. Uh, this Whatever. This is stupid. Christian Burden says, not SmackDown related, but I kind of hope since Orton took out Flair, he takes out Michaels, then Triple H at Survivor Series or Royal Rumble, but only if it's Triple H's retirement. Yeah, I'd be fine with Triple H hanging him up and retiring and never wrestling again. The Fiend is, or no, Triple H buries The Fiend. Whatever I booked for King of Kings, Triple H's retirement show in the TEW series. Okay. I think I had Aleister Black beat him in, in his retirement match in like two seconds. Gosh, he hasn't wrestled in over a year since the Japan shows. That's wild yeah. to think. So here's the thing. 
On television, Randy Orton is already Triple H's retirement match so far from Super Showdown last year. There you go. Triple H will be back. He'll take that punt and kick. Got to pop those ratings, brother. Yeah. Somebody, or Dizzy C says, uh, if the goal is Sasha versus Bailey and there's nine days of SummerSlam, what does anybody except Asuka gain from being in that match besides being a body? Well, I'll tell you what. If Bailey has the opportunity, if this turns into a triple threat, and Bailey has the opportunity to save Sasha from being pinned, but instead just saves herself, that is is something. But this is, it's been a running joke, saving it for SummerSlam. We're not getting them one-on-one at SummerSlam. <laughs> Again, to me, I think you save it for WrestleMania. Um, I've said they're they're saving it for whenever fans come back. I don't know when that'll be. Oh, the, the um, next week, virtually. Yeah, that's true. Virtual fans will be there next week. I it might be WrestleMania, it might be Royal Rumble, maybe it'll be SummerSlam 2025. I don't know, but I I think they're saving it until fans are, are back. And that's something we got to talk about. John Alba has done an awesome job, as well as WrestleVotes reporting on this this Amway Center thing. WWE effectively has a, a residency at the Amway Center. I could think of far worse things. I think they could do much cooler things there than they can do at their own performance center. What do you think about the Amway Center and WWE? I don't want them bringing fans in there, especially no. in Florida. Uh, spoiler no. alert, my interview with Jeff Cobb today, I was like, hey, why haven't you been back to AEW? And he goes, Florida, that's why. <laughs> no, they, they don't need to. I'm fine with virtual fans, whatever they want to do. I think it'll be cool for the first week, like SummerSlam. It'll look cool. I guess they're doing SmackDown and stuff there next week. Like, I think that'll look cool. After a week or so, maybe two weeks, it'll just be the same thing. And if the product remains the same, like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna make a big difference to me. Like, the the biggest issue is what they're actually putting on television, not how the television looks. And they're still gonna shake the camera and shit anyway. Oof. So, like, who cares? I hope they do crowd cuts to people like. <laughs> yeah, like, they like, would. Dude, they one hundred percent will. And me, one hundred percent. We watch NBA, so we see the people who are like blue hued in their face and like that vanish beyond the the green screen gimmick and all that. <laughs> Evan Wright says, "I hope we see virtual fans fall asleep during Raw." It's the damn truth. Uh, and Ultra Real brought up uh, a pretty good question. He says, do you think they'll continue Raw Underground at the new venue? Yeah, I do. I think they will, and I think they should. They've, yeah. they've got a little bit more that they can do. I don't know if they'll tear tear up as much shit <laughs> that's not <laughs> theirs there. They've been tearing stuff up big time at the at the HQ, at the PC. Like They're not tearing up the Amway Center stuff. They should keep shooting Raw Underground at the PC. Just like keep it there. Like yeah. Shane couldn't get the lease on the Amway Center for that, so he's got to remain at the PC. Who who is there? Is that the uh, Orlando Magic that, that go to the Amway Center? Or? Um, I'm not sure. It, it must be. Yeah. yeah, I think it must be the Magic. Well, Matt Riddle came to bro down and compete. I should not have laughed when he called Corbin a royal pain, but I did. It's such a <laughs> stupid ass line. And they've been giving Matt Riddle some material, man. <laughs> they've been giving him some material. Gable comes out and apologizes, but Corbin cracks Riddle with the scepter. Hannah Moore had kind of tweeted Corbin calling Shorty G Chad gives her hope. That's the thing. It's like he's endearing himself to Chad by calling him Chad. But do you think 
I'm, I'm going to bring up the old 1998 WWE terminology. Were they in cahoots? I mean, he didn't pay. He didn't pay Shorty G slash Chad. That's yeah. the thing. Like, if I'm Shorty G, now I'm mad at Corbin because I should have gotten paid for collecting this King's Ransom. Is that still a thing? Are people still collecting? Are people still going after that? Or did Corbin just, he got it because he took out Riddle tonight. And if so, then yeah, Shorty G should get his cut. Fair. I think so. I think so. Cyclops what, a, what a waste of a storyline, by the way. Like, they could yeah. have done something of, like, people coming after Riddle and Riddle, like, beating people, and then they just dropped it after two weeks. Hannah said that she didn't tweet that. So, Hannah, go and tweet that. That way you get the credit. <laughs> Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says Florida is one sloppy shop these days. Guys, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't take vacations. I've been on one since Fightful started outside of Toronto, which always end up being work trips. I have wanted to go to a beach for like two days so badly <laughs> that it's killing me. It's been crazy busy. And then I think, you know what? I could do it. I could I could get down to Florida or somewhere like that and just avoid everybody and just hit a spot on the beach. And I'm like, no, Florida sucks, man. They're so dumb. They're so no. dumb there. Why would you go to Florida? You can come to North Carolina. We've got a couple beaches that are pretty safe places. Maybe. I might do that. I might do that. Depends on... See, that's the thing. I don't want to take a flight either because it's dangerous. But I ain't driving. You remember how it was when I – did I tell you how long it took me back to get to get back from Winston-Salem? Yeah, didn't you blow out your tire or something? Blew out our something? tire. Yeah. Blew out our tire. I was like – I actually – I had – like my mom was driving my car for some reason. I had her Cadillac, and I was like, hey, do you mind if we just hang on to this and take it to North Carolina? And she's like, yeah, sure, I don't care. So we blow out, <laughs> blow out the wheel or the tire on our caddy on the way back, and it took us like we left early. We left early that that night after we yeah. had dinner with you because we we're like we can get home by one a.m. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> and blew out a tire. I got another story about leaving an event early with Nikita Krylov fan. I'll post some funny pictures and I'll tell that story sometime. Because I don't think the MMA promoter that bought me that hotel room that night will be pissed that I didn't use it now. <laughs> Pass it to DJ says, Charleston is nice. I've been there. I've been to Charleston, and I loved it. Cyclops says, is Vince not paying Shorty G? He has to take side jobs. That's the thing, Jeremy. It used to be like they didn't want wrestlers to be concerned about money. Now they're a little too concerned about money. <laughs> uh, I mean... At least Shorty G isn't like, you know, they used to have wrestlers who actually their gimmick was the side job. So Shorty G's not quite in that boat yet. You know, he's not a ex-hockey player or still a wannabe hockey player. He's not a dumpster, a garbage man. He's not a tax man or anything like that. When it gets to that point, that's when we should start worrying about Shorty G. Pass it to DJ says, I always have my best Call of Duty matches when I listen to Fightful. I just started to play that uh, Mean Greens game, like the Army Men game from that virtual basement gimmick. I'm really digging that. Not an ad. They did not pay me for this, but I've been enjoying it as terrible as I might be. So Big E defeated John Morrison. Otis uh, comes out after Miz after he says something about Mandy on commentary. He's getting a little too territorial here. Jesus. Oh, Bailey was hitting on him on Instagram. So I mean, really? he's gotta, yeah, he's gotta make sure that you know everyone knows that they're together. He's gotta, maybe, he's gotta protect. Maybe she confused him for Ivar. 
Because he's so good looking and Eric Maybe. not so much. No, Bailey was pretty. She she said she she mentioned Mandy. She's like, okay. oh, Mandy, this is your man. So I mean, unless she confused the relationship as well, might've, I don't know. Might have. I mean, everybody likes Ivar. I could see Mandy having a crush on Ivar. Yeah, me too. Everyone does. The lights go out and Retribution is backstage tearing shit (laughs) up. The mayhem does look a lot more realistic, but they locked somebody in the shitter, which I gotta say, I respect it. I respect it. Their their logo is just, I guess, the WWE logo crossed out. Ooh. Oh, Sean, these anarchists here. No, no WWE. They did the gimmick of go backstage, go, go. It's getting crazy over here. That was my note. Jimmy Hart did that so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jimmy Hart, guy who spent a lot of his life or the last three years getting any goofy ass character that he could to beat up Hulk Hogan, comes out and he's not Jimmy Harding things up. He's like... Get the fuck back there! Oh my god, they're tearing shit up! <laughs> that that was way better. But Graves, admittedly, I, I gotta say, at least he tried. Uh, I will say, even though it was nonsensical, it's a way better than last week's and Monday's Retribution stuff. But, like, that was... It could not have got worse. I tweeted that last week they had some five-foot-tall guy waddle to the camera and scream about it being... Nobody took him seriously, man. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, and and that that bad one, Ryan B. Bad says, I felt so bad for that guy on the can, and I'm not going to read his hashtag. Instead, I'll just say FTF. Make sure you post it on everything WrestleTalk does. How'd you feel about the retribution attack tonight? It was better than last week. It was better. It wasn't as good as Monday, because Monday, when they threw that second cinder block, Sean... That was the best moment in wrestling history to me. They cheered. They cheered. The second cinder block through the already smashed window is peak, just everything corny and stupid about wrestling and especially this angle that, I mean, I'm still laughing to this day. And I argued with Denise about how funny this was. She did not find it funny. And I almost I banned her. From our program oh, yesterday. God, it was so funny. It was amazing. Like, when they did it, I was like, oh, they're going in. That's why they did it, to clear <laughs> the frame. No. That's not I mean, come on. Anybody who's done a good B&E with a cinder block knows. That's how you do it. You don't want to cut your tootsies. <laughs> I was hoping they would, you know, smash some glass tonight and then step on it to, like, really hammer home. Man, we just hate this glass. Now we got to step on it after smashing it. Oh, uh, it was it was better this week. I still can't take this stuff. It's so dumb. Serious. It's goofy. It's, it's goofy. Derek Davis says, love Biggie's new finisher. Loved it when Brock did it as the Brock lock. And surprise, more big men don't use it. Well, Hikaru Shida, she's using it. Uh, and she and he goes popped when Denise shouted shouted FTF Wednesday. That's right, hashtag FTF. Uh, Biggie winning was good. I'm fine with that. But then he gets brogue kicked by Sheamus, and then Sheamus hits the brick because Braun comes out. Yeah, like cool. All right, just that match. Good for Biggie. The tonight did nothing for his singles run, unfortunately, between the attack and the opening segment, the attack during the match, 
getting kicked and then Braun just making all of that like feel not important. Just nothing for his run. Oh boy, this segment. <laughs> all right, let's go. Braun is bald, and they say it's another physical change from the fiend. And Braun, I gotta say, the delivery is where we need Braun back at. But him saying, I will eviscerate you and eat your entrails. Braun said that he was gonna eat Fiend's ass from the inside, basically. Alexa. That might be how you have to kill this man. We don't yeah, know. It's like an earnest scared stupid where you got to throw like milk on the, the yeah. goblins. Or you just don't know what kills it. Uh, what is it? Uh, neighborhood watch where the aliens, you rip their dicks and balls off and that, that's what kills them. Uh, maybe so. Oh my God. Uh, August says, WWE is so doofy. You had superstars studying graffiti like, Forensics in an episode of CSI, and now Braun is magic. What? Well, he fell in that lake, so I assume, I assume that's it. And Colt Badeau has something very controversial to say. He says, Alexa's so- uh, acting sold that last segment for me. Well, let me tell you, I've got a bridge I want to sell you. <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Alexa, man. <laughs> donate a super chat, and please, please... <laughs> say something else. Uh, <laughs> the bad one, Ryan B. Bad, says, Braun went full Gene Snitsky. And then he goes, hashtag FTF. He definitely didn't say anything else. <sighs> what he went full Big what, Show, I thought. <laughs> yeah, like yeah that's, that's what Evan Wright says. He goes, Braun looks like Big Show with a longer beard. Yeah. Yeah. Cyclops says, that segment gave me secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Alexa comes out, and she is hurt. <laughs> and this is about Braun. And here's the thing. If he just was like, you tried to mold me and make me sing songs in your stupid car. <laughs> like, I like that part. Because that was real stupid. Like, I, I thought that, I was like, hey, you know what? Okay, he realizes that was dumb. He shouldn't be worried about cricket wireless, no matter how good their <laughs> wireless network is. He shouldn't be worried about all that stuff. But he's like, no, Alexa, you do not understand. Everyone the fiend touches changes, including you. (laughs) And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I get it. Goldberg beat him, but Goldberg touched him, and he's still sitting around talking about Ram and his fucking head into lockers (laughs) like it's normal. Oh, well, sometimes when you want that Goldberg character, you got to get stuff like CTE running your head into lockers. Yeah, we figured that out. The asshole fans don't understand what it takes to get into the Goldberg character. All right, Sean? You don't get it. You just don't get it. Marks. Marks don't understand it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, So Flex is like, I'm going to slap you. Yeah, turn around so I can slap you. (laughs) She does, too. So many times she does. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Braun lifts her overhead. And it won't stay up, says Alexa Bliss, the way she landed after that throw. Oh, boy. So they cut the lights out. And to me, it's like, you just, you did this finish on Monday. Yeah. You did the we can't see this on Monday thing. Come on. Yeah, I I didn't. If you're going to do it on Monday, don't do it. This wasn't Retribution, though. This was The Fiend yeah. coming out. And so that's why the light. But 
it's the same thing. And they, they just put some security edit. man next to the goddamn generator, apparently. <laughs> just just edit your show and don't do the same stuff in the same week. This Braun promo, by the way, it, it wasn't good. And then I love when WWE does the like you've got to explain everything. Like, we get it. The theme changes people. Like, you know, there's all those Reddit threads and Twitter threads of how, look, look how layered, look how the Taylor Swift uh, of wrestling, Bray Wyatt, has all of these uh, Easter eggs and yes. stuff in there. We yeah, get I it. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, everybody. I don't need Braun, like, just explaining all of this as well. It, it takes away from, you know, it takes away from the imagination, honestly. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's good piece. imagination all the time, but it does take away from the imagination. Throwback27 says, WWE Shavings Braun head is like me winning a bet with someone. It's bound to happen sometime. Yeah, I <laughs> doubt it, buddy. Uh, I think I think Kyler tried to make me some sort of bet about Lonzo Ball, and I can't remember what it was. But, well, you uh, won that, whatever it was. <laughs> whatever that was. Uh, somebody tried to tell me he's just coached poorly, and I'm like, he's not coached to shoot 49% from the free throw line. <laughs> Nobody's coaching him to do that. Uh, Evan Wright says their demographic doesn't read with Jeremy. Uh, Throwback also says, with Fiend and Braun picking up their storyline, do you think they're going to go past SummerSlam now that Alexa's part of it? Oh, God. For sure. Oh. For sure they're going to. Oh. <laughs> I I hope not. <laughs> Scott, I hope not. Scott Frame says next week Braun and Corbin team up to be the King Bald Boys. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> Ultra, well, actually, uh, Throwback says, I hear the White Mountains in New Hampshire are great this year. Good consolation prize for not having uh, SummerSlam and Beantown. Dumb townies. Yeah, they ain't getting events anywhere near there anytime soon, unfortunately. Hey guys, leave us a thumbs up. We got a couple more super chats to read, but we got to finish this out. Um, Braun is on the Titantron when the Fiend appears. <laughs> and Braun's just this... up there. <laughs> Did you ever see the trailer for the movie Strange Wilderness with Steve Zahn? No. So I mean, maybe, but it's like I don't him doing it. mystery science theater over animal footage, and there's a shark with an overbite, and it's just him laughing like oh, <laughs> the whole time. That's what this reminded me of. Oh. It reminded me of the Brock and and uh, Undertaker dueling laugh, except not good at all. <laughs> like that spot ruled. This was just Braun and Bray doing their goofy laughs. That's the show. And then Braun, Braun's yell honestly made it for me at the end of the laugh. When he does the big yell, I was like, all right, <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in on this, whatever this is. I don't know what it is. I'm in on it. I'm not sure what Hannah Moore means, but she says, you said Alexa and Alexa said getting women in the middle Loving Life After 50 podcasts. I don't know what you mean, Hannah. Stop letting that new money get to your head. Throwback 20, Fightful Contributor, <laughs> Hannah Moore. Fightful Contributor, Hannah Throwback Moore. Throwback 27 says the bet was a 1,000 select sc- subs and he'd get you a Lonzo Ball jersey. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Evan Wright says, I'd pay so much money just for a Vince uh, demonstration on how to throw that second cinder block properly. Yes. <laughs> look great for the fans, pal. <laughs> Hashtag FTF. Uh, 
And Ultra Real says, not SmackDown related, but how long before Hunter and HBK roll up to Dynamite in a tank with the NXT roster to boost ratings? Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Hot dog. Well, I'll tell you what is happening. Jeremy uh, has like 40 shows a week. Uh, well, less this week because uh, Joe is on IR this week, unfortunately, but he'll be back next week. We did have Thursday distraction show with Denise where we just talked about Taylor Swift the whole time and buried. If you want to hear Sean just get buried for about 30 minutes or so, that's the show for you. And Taylor Swift talk, a little bit of wrestling, some controversial takes there and burying Sean Ross. Seth. It's, that was it's, our it's show. fine. Just bite the hand First. that feeds you. Bury the man that gave you everything. <laughs> worthwhile in in your miserable lives both of you it's okay and hannah says look learn how to take criticism when we bury you okay don't don't catch an attitude about it hannah moore says when you said that alexa said that oh her alexa device was responding it started to play that podcast the over 50 podcast well hannah will probably find a man there based on her preferences (laughs) <laughs> Guys, leave us a thumbs up. Check out my Jeff Cobb interview. Check out my FTR interview. They're good. I got Tama Tonga on Monday. It's good. I asked him if he was afraid Enzo Amore was going to beat him up. <laughs> and he didn't kick my ass for it. I'm invincible. Unless you're getting buried and then you cry about it. Uh-huh. Hashtag <laughs> FTF. Leave a thumbs up, guys. Please share this show. It goes a long way. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.